Well, praise the Lord tonight, Wednesday night, Bible study. Praise God. Uh, opportunity to study the Word of God. Amen. We thank God for it. Um, as we come on this day, what's today? April the 8th. Yes. Praise God. Um, pray that you and your family are well. Amen. Um, as we continue to soldier on. Amen. Um, pray for your health and your well-being, your family, your friends. Um, and we need to just continue to pray for each other. Amen. Because uh, we need that. We need um, the intervention of God in our lives. And so we pray for you and ask you to continue to pray for us. Amen. For our well-being. Amen. As we pray for your well-being as well. And uh, on tonight, we are Wednesday. Uh, the Wednesday before Resurrection Sunday, praise God. And so we um, are mindful of uh, all that God has done. Listen, I think we should be mindful of all that God has done and all that Jesus has done for us every day. Amen. We should be mindful of that every day, but even more so right now. And so um, if your spirits are down, if you are struggling or whatever, think about what the Lord has done for you. Those types of things lift your spirit. Amen. Jeremiah talked about recalling things to his mind, and therefore he had hope. Um, and so recall the things to your mind. Amen. And let that fill your heart with hope. And so we praise God for that. Um, tonight we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 12. Um, we're going to look at a couple of verses there, verses 2 and 3 in Hebrews chapter 12. Um, as Amen. We look to get our focus in the right place. How many of you know that a wrong focus puts you on the wrong path, and a wrong path leads you <laughs> to a wrong destination? <laughs> Amen. You're going to end up in the wrong place if you have the wrong focus. So we praise God for the right focus on tonight. But let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. Praise God. Um, we're going to look at verses 2 and 3. I'm going to read in the King James Version of the Bible. It says this, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Amen. We praise Amen. God for the word. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your name. We thank you, God, for the word that was read into our hearing. We pray now, God, that that word will get into our hearts, get into our soul, get into our spirit. Father, we pray that you will speak, that the Holy Spirit will teach us, lead us, and guide us into the truth yes, of your word. Father. And Father God, that we will be made free as a result in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path and we thank you for the opportunity to study and show ourselves approved on tonight oh, yes father god we need your help to do it and so we bless you oh god as you are our very present help so we believe we have all that we need right now and we thank you by faith for what you're going to do tonight in jesus name amen 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 so praise god we just read hebrews chapter 12 verses 2 through 3 you know, a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago, uh, in fact, um, God uh, inspired me to 
put together something that I want to read, at least part of it tonight to you. And it, it, it concerned um, how Jesus was treated uh, on his way to the cross. Um, you know, following his arrest, his betrayal by Judas, how he was treated. And, you know, the Lord just led me through the Gospels, looking at the Gospel of, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just tracing in each one of those accounts how Jesus was treated, how he was treated by the religious leaders, how he was treated by the Roman soldiers, how he was treated by those who were present following his arrest, and on through um, uh, the cross. And so um, I, I wrote some of those things down, put some of those things down. I just want to read them in your hearing. And at the time when the Lord led me to do this, uh, simply entitled it, Look How They Treated Him. Uh, look How They Treated Him. And again, all of this is straight from Scripture. And, and we start with this, that Judas betrayed him with a kiss. The disciples deserted him. They left him. Um, the crowd and the Roman soldiers, they bound him. The religious leaders in the crowd spit in his face. They beat him with their fists. They slapped him. They blindfolded him, punched him, and mocked him, saying, prophesy to us, you Messiah, who hit you that time? They lied on him. They hurled insults at him. They falsely accused him of many crimes. Peter denied him three times. He was scourged with a lead tip whip. The soldiers stripped him of his clothes. They mocked him, placing a purple robe upon him. They plated a crown of thorns and placed it on his head. They placed a reed stick in his hand as a scepter. They made fun of him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Mm. They got on their knees in mock worship. They struck him on his head with the reed stick. They spit on him some more. They forced him to carry his cross until he could no longer do so. They nailed his hands and his feet to the cross. They gambled for his clothes. They shouted abuse and continued to mock him as he hung on the cross. Taken all from the from the four gospels, amen. Um, the way he was treated, and how many of you know that Jesus went through all of this, and the death on the cross, so that you and I could be made free from the penalty of sin. He went through all of this, and this is, I believe, not just now but all the time for us every day as as born again believers. This is a good reminder for us because there was, you know, there was nothing that Jesus did not do for us. Mm -hmm. 
He went through everything for you and for me. And if Jesus went through everything for you and for me, then how many of you know that there should be nothing that we wouldn't do for him? And yet, if we're honest, we can admit how often we stop short of doing things that are just a little bit hard for us, mm-hmm. right, that the Lord would have us to do. We just won't do it. And we'll make all kinds of excuses and, and we'll have all kinds of justifications for our attitudes, for our responses to people, for our failure to forgive, for holding grudges, for being mad, for all kinds of things. And, you know, and we know that the Lord doesn't want us doing any of those things. And yet we'll have all kinds of reasons as to why we can't do something. Right. Some of us go, Lord, I'm not there yet and things like that. Right. Um, But but really, when we get down to it, if we really get into our spirit. Right. All that Jesus has done for us, then that should lead us to a place where we are willing to do so much more than we're currently Mm -hmm. doing right now. Because here's the thing. Many of us will say. And I believe with, you know, a a sincerity that we appreciate and we are grateful and we have a heart full of gratitude for what the Lord has done for us. Right. What the Lord has done for me. But here's the thing. I, I, I I'm a firm believer in this, that that true gratitude expresses itself in generosity that when you are truly grateful for whatever it is that you have that expression or or that gratitude finds expression in generosity you will be generous towards other people when you're truly grateful when you know that listen god has done something for me you know he's blessed me You know what, if you're really grateful for your blessing, you know what your mind and your heart immediately turn to? How can I bless somebody else? (laughs) See, because true gratitude leads to generosity. And I believe when it comes to the things that Jesus has done for us, if we are truly grateful, glory to God, if we're truly grateful for what he's done for us, then that leads to a generosity of spirit. Right. Where we don't say things like, oh, Lord, you don't know what he did to me, what she did to me. I can't forgive him. No, you have such a generosity of spirit that your heart is filled, even with the word of God. And you understand, right, that blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain Mm -hmm. mercy. So now you start right, giving mercy because, you know, you received mercy. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Amen. And you're so grateful. Glory to God that God has been merciful toward you. You can't help but be merciful yeah. towards someone else, right? Because when you know, because mercy is, is, is not receiving the punishment that we deserve for what we've done. Amen. Uh, that's mercy. Uh, grace is undeserved favor, right? Mercy is deserved punishment that's not given to us (laughs) amen we deserve the punishment but god doesn't give it to us and when that happens and when you really 
appreciate the mercies of God, you become merciful. It leads to a generosity of spirit. Now you're not so quick to hold something against someone else because they didn't walk the, the straight line. Because you know God has forgiven you for not walking the straight line. Amen. And so that, this is why it is so important, I believe, to take and, and, and study the scripture and let it get into your heart and, and, and not allow ourselves to get, you know, develop shorthand. What I mean by that, you know, shorthand is, at least when I was back in school, they, they taught shorthand, right? Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, you can learn to write fast by, you know, not writing out the full word or whatever, right? right. Shorthand. Mm -hmm. See, and that's fine when it comes to writing sentences, if you want to write sentences. But see, understand what shorthand does. It allows you to do what you would normally do in writing a full sentence. It allows you to do that taking a shortcut that allows you to do it quicker, that allows you to do it fast. Mm. That has its place. There's no place for shorthand when it comes to appreciating what Jesus has done for us. Don't shorten the words. Don't took abbreviations. Mm. Don't shorten it. Don't make it fast. So don't go, yeah, 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 I know what God's telling me. No, no, no. You need to read the whole sentence. Glory to God. You need to read the whole verse, the whole role. We need to get it in us so that we fully understand, glory to God, and appreciate what the Lord has done for us. Amen. And when we do that, our hearts are filled with gratitude yeah. and then that gratitude leads us to be generous that we have a generosity of spirit we have a generosity with our resources we have a generosity with our time amen and we really begin to demonstrate the generosity of our God mm -hmm. amen because God's a God's a generous God how many of you know God so loved the world that he did what he gave mm -hmm. and so that's where we are that becomes our default position I'm gonna give you a break glory to God I'm gonna give you some slack <laughs> glory to God right it's a generosity it's not a a we don't we're not taskmasters we're not hard right we have a sweet spirit a gentle spirit uh, a godly spirit why because we're grateful. And so, um, you know, we look at the scripture text, and let's look at it together uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2. And I believe this is so helpful at this time, and as we go through this, I, I hope that your heart is encouraged. And it says on, in, in verse 2 that we look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, I want to stop there for a second because if you were if you were with us a couple of weeks ago, I believe on Sunday when we were a Sunday when we were talking about um, Psalm twenty-seven, uh, where we, you know, said I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, God took us through a little bit of a teaching on the King James Version of words that are in italics mm -hmm. and how those words don't appear in the original text and how the writers of the, or the translators of the King James Version added those words that appear in italics for ease of reference for the reader, for, to help us understand the passage a little bit better. But we need to understand that those words were not originally mm -hmm. there. 
Uh, why do we bring that up now? Uh, it's, one, it's a good way to read your Bible, especially if you read the King James Version. And in particular, when we now look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, I want you to know that the word our is in italics. Mm -hmm. So that's a word that was added. It wasn't there in the original text. So if we would read this as it appeared in the original text, it would say, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Mm. Glory to God. Quite frankly, that's a better reading <laughs> yeah. than to say the author and finisher of our faith. No, no, no. He's just the author and finisher of faith, mm. period. Right. Amen. No matter who has it. <laughs> Glory to God. He's the author and finisher of faith. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the writer of Hebrews, because you know, because you're a Bible scholar, praise God, that Hebrews chapter 11 is what? The hall of faith. faith. Right? Mm -hmm. But the writer of Hebrews wanted to be clear on something. Yeah, we got Abraham up in there in the hall of faith. And yeah, we got Sarah up in there. And we got, you know, Moses and Noah. And we got all them up in the hall of faith. But understand something. Jesus is the author and finisher of faith. <laughs> Amen. Not just our faith, our faith, their faith, his faith, her faith, everybody's faith. Amen. You know, you heard what I said, everybody. Everybody's faith. <laughs> Jesus is just the author and finisher of faith. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That many times when we say things like my faith, I have faith. <laughs> and listen, it all, this is a God thing. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jesus starts it. He finishes it. And he's everywhere in between <laughs> yeah. when it comes mm -hmm. to faith. Amen. Why? Because he's the author and finisher of faith. So it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, glory to God, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, the writer of Hebrews says we should look unto Jesus and we need to understand that he endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. That joy was, he understood, as I go through this, as I go through this assignment given unto me by God. Because I don't even know Jesus came to earth that he can die for the sins of the mm -hmm. world. And if I go through this, I'm going to bring millions and millions of sons and daughters unto my father. That was the joy that was set before him. And that allowed him to endure the cross. Because Jesus knew, and he even said, if I wanted to, I can call legions of angels to <laughs> yeah. help me. Amen. Right? He Amen. could have got down from that cross. When they were mocking him and saying, you know, if you are truly the son of God, you know, help yourself. Get down off that cross. How many of you know Jesus could have done that in a jiffy? Yeah. But he didn't. Amen. Because he saw something greater in front of him. He didn't need to prove anything to these naysayers and these mockers. He saw you, he saw me, he saw our families, he saw all who were going to come to him in faith and be welcomed into the household of God. That was the joy that was set before him, and for that, he endured the cross. Amen. Now, um, despising the shame. Now, there's so many things that are in my heart to say, so let me just start here. You know, we, we, we think about all the things that Jesus went through. And you, you saw the list and read, you heard the list if you were with us. 
and all the things that he went through on his way to the cross. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many times I believe we think that, you know, we think about the nails in his feet and, you know, the nails in his hands and his side being pierced. And, you know, we think about the scourging. I don't know about you, but if you saw the the Passion of the Christ oh, years yeah. ago, the the scene of the scourging of Jesus was just mm. something that was just yeah. very, very difficult to watch. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is just a depiction. Uh, my belief is no matter what man tries to do in his in his best imagination, it didn't match with the reality of Amen. what happened to the Lord. Amen. Amen. So imagine how difficult and how painful that was. Amen. But I want to say something to you, is, and, and that's this, that, you know, when we talk about enduring the cross, you got to think of this on a couple of levels. One, we tend to romanticize the cross. Mm. Like now, I even have a cross around my neck, right? Maybe you have crosses, or, you know, on chains and things of that nature. The cross now is romanticized. It's lovely. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's revered. You, you know what I mean? We, we look at the cross in, the, in, a, in, in such a way with, with respect, you know, and, mm -hmm. and with admiration and, and those types of things. But during the time when Jesus was crucified, that's not how the cross was no. viewed. Mm -hmm. The cross was viewed as the ultimate in shame. Right. Yeah. To, to die on the cross was to die the worst death. Right. Because you were dying the death of a criminal. Mm. It was the worst kind of death. It wasn't held in this kind of high esteem that we think of now when we think of the cross. We've kind of cleansed it in our mind, the cross. And I understand why. It's because, you know, it's, it's, all, it's the symbol for us of, of Jesus's sacrifice for us. So I get it. But I believe, though, that we're looking at it from our perspective. At the time when Jesus went to the cross, it was not looked upon that way. No. And Jesus had to endure that. Yeah. Someone who was innocent, someone who did absolutely nothing wrong, yeah. now was sentenced. Come on, somebody. Just think about how many times you might have been accused of doing something you didn't do. Jesus. That highly offends you. Don't tell me I did something when I know I didn't do it. Right? Right. Jesus publicly was being, t you're a criminal. Carry your cross. It was humiliation. Yes. It, it was the ultimate in humiliation. Yes. Right. That's why the writer of Hebrews said that in being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself unto death. And what does it say? Even the death, death of the cross. I believe that word even is there for emphasis. Right. Mm -hmm. That not only did he humble himself to death, he even the death of the cross. That means he went so far in humbling himself that he went even to the death Jesus. of the cross. Jesus. This is something he endured. He endured that shame, that, that, that humiliation, yeah. undeserved, mm. right? Undeserved. Um, you know, and you think about, you know, how um, Paul uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 said that, you know, that how he was made sin for us, right? who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God, right? 
He was made sin for us. Yes. Right? Who knew no sin. He didn't do, he didn't commit any sin, but he was made sin for you and for me. Right? And he endured that in going to the cross for us. Paul told the church in Galatia, he said in Galatians chapter 3, that, 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 we've been, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made what? A curse for us. So, so here he, here's Jesus who did nothing but obey the Father. He became obedient unto death. Mm-hmm. humbled himself mm-hmm. right and now he is sentenced to the death of the cross humiliation he was made sin for us yes. he was made a curse for us yes. and so when we read this scripture about what he endured and he endured this cross please understand it's not the cross we wear around our neck that we've cleaned up in our minds and made some made it a symbol of you know nicety nicety and reference no this was this was not that amen Mm -hmm. that's why you hear sometimes old time saints talk about that old rugged cross because it was nothing nice and smooth and shiny about it amen Amen. Um, and and jesus endured this cross he despised the shame of being a criminal being made sin for us uh, and being made a curse for us and it sat down at the right hand of god so the one thing we want to say about that cross is understand it wasn't some nice thing, right? right. This was the ultimate in, in shame. The other thing is this. Um, you know, for many years when I thought about, when I think about Jesus going to the cross, and maybe you feel the same way or felt the same way, the idea of the nails in his hand. Jesus. Because we're not talking about, you know, little household nails. You know what I mean? We're talking about like those big, heavy things that, you know, you sometimes see in railroad tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the idea of nails in the hands and, and in the feet, I just thought how excruciating was that, you know? And how much pain that was. You know, the scourging, how much pain that was. Mm-hmm. The, the, the nails in the hands, uh, the nails in the feet, how painful that was. Mm-hmm. And certainly it was, no doubt about it. We can't even wrap our minds around it. But here's something else we can't wrap our minds around. That wasn't the worst of Jesus' pain. Jesus. The, the, the worst, the, his, his, his most severe pain happened between 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Between 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock. If you read the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 27, 45, it will tell you that, you know, from, from, you know, from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which in the Jewish right, uh, uh, clock, right, it started at 6 a.m. So six hours is 12 noon. And from, from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, darkness covered the land. As Jesus hung on the cross. Mm -hmm. And that darkness was there. Think about it. From noon to three. At a time when it's not supposed to be darkness like that. right? And why was that darkness there? Because two things were going on. One, God the Father was turning his back. Yes, Jesus. On Jesus. Because as Jesus took upon him. Your sin, my sin, and the sin of the Mm -hmm. world. 
this most holy father that we have, Jesus. amen, had to turn his back mm -hmm. on, on sin. And secondly, had to pour out his wrath upon it. Yes. I will say unto you, and you know, maybe there's some other Bible scholars that disagree. Maybe you disagree. That's fine. That that was more painful to, to Jesus oh, yes. than the nails in his hands oh, yes. and in his feet. That his heavenly father. That's why, listen, the pain in his voice. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm. Amen. Because his heavenly father turned his back on him. Why? Because this holy God and now Jesus becoming sin for you and me. Amen. Mm. That separation during those three hours, I believe the most painful thing yes. that our Savior went through for us. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about him enduring the cross, let's not shorthand this thing. Amen. Let's not go through this fast. Let's not abbreviate it. Let's not read it with so much familiarity that it loses its significance. Wow. This is real, amen. This enduring of the cross and despising the shame mm. of it. Mm. Think about that, amen. Jesus, Jesus. Think about that. Jesus. You know, the, the first two, the first three words of, of uh, verse three really get those in your heart because it tells us that, that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then it says, for consider him. In mm. other words, we need to consider this. Jesus. We need to consider him. We need to consider what he went through. Right. To consider means you just don't breeze through. Right. Glory to God. Right. You take some time. You consider. Mm. Hmm? You consider what he went through for you. I consider what he went through for me. We consider what he went through for us. Amen. And we consider this thing. Um, you know, I want to go back to something too. When Jesus, you know, when they brought him to, to Golgotha, mm -hmm. you know, there's a point in time, right, where they, you know, they gave him a sponge, right, and with some vinegar, and it's, you know, one of the gospel writers says vinegar mixed or mingled with gall. Mm -hmm. And when he, he got on his lips, he realized what it was. He said, no, he didn't want it. Mm -hmm. Because that vinegar mixed with gall was like, like, a, like anesthesia or whatever. It was yes. something that would dull the pain. The pain. Mm -hmm. You understand? He could have got down from the cross. No. Right. He could have taken something to ease his own pain. Yes. No. And why didn't he do that? For you and for me. Mm -hmm. And this is why when we go through and we experience just a little bit of pain, a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of annoyance, a little bit of inconvenience, and we now want to go to God and have him understand why we can't do it, please understand Jesus. what you're doing. Jesus, right. right. <laughs> Please understand what you what. Oh Lord, help us today. Jesus. Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. We all in the same boat together. This is not meant, but right. But we all know if we're honest, we all have done that. Yes. We go to God as if we've been put put through so much. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, the patience of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That he even hears us <laughs> when yeah. we come Amen. talking about how much we're going through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Glory to God. Lord, help us today. Amen. Amen. Uh, we need to consider him. Amen. Consider him. You know, consider him that endured, it says here. We see that word again, second time in two verses. First time we saw he endured the cross. Now what did he endure? He endured such contradiction of sinners. Hostility. Opposition. Hmm? Mm -hmm. You ever you ever experienced some hostility and opposition? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Notice what I said. You ever experienced. I didn't ask you if you endured it. <laughs> Amen. We, Amen. we don't want to go to that part because we understand we may have got a little taste of it, a little bit, <laughs> and it, all that takes, we get a little bit of opposition, a little bit of hostility, right? Mm -hmm. That's enough to make us nearly lose our salvation. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. But Jesus endured it. Amen. You know, it, it, it's something about this walk that you and I have, you know, that we've been been blessed to have it's a blessing to be a christian how many of you know that um yeah. to be a christ one <laughs> amen <laughs> yes. uh, it's, it's a blessing to be a christian mm -hmm. uh, but you know the bible tells us that we have to endure hardness as a good soldier yes. <laughs> amen mm -hmm. and see good soldiers you know what a good soldier does a good soldier follows orders. A good soldier obeys whatever it is the commanding officer says. Yes. That's a good soldier. Yes. Amen. Amen. And we and good soldiers endure. And so we need to understand as Jesus endured the cross and as he endured the contradiction and opposition and hostility of sinners that we need to work on developing with the help of the Lord. Come on somebody. Our mm -hmm. endurance. Because if we are going to be, you know, we sing that song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord, right? Well, if we're really soldiers in the army of the Lord, then we need to be good soldiers. Jesus. Amen. Because the song don't say anything about good soldier or bad soldier. But, but the Bible does talk about being what? A good soldier. Mm -hmm. And we, in, we need to endure hardness as a good soldier. Amen. Um and it says that we need to endure that, uh, that he endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. And we need to consider that. Yes. And it gives us a reason yes. as to why we need to consider it. It says, lest ye be wearied and faint mm. in your minds. Lest you be wearied and discouraged in your minds. One translation says that we would be wearied and discouraged in our souls which is the same thing right because mm -hmm. our souls are our minds our will and our emotions but also the soul is a deciding factor in our prosperity right Amen. beloved i wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers so as your soul prospers you prosper if your soul doesn't prosper you won't prosper because we're spirit soul and body yeah our spirit is aligned with god our flesh is aligned with sin, right? There's no good thing in the flesh. That's scripture, right? It's tied one to one. You know who decides whether you win or not? Your soul. Amen. So as your soul prospers, you prosper. And so that's why it says here, 
we need to consider him who endured this hostility, contradiction, mm-hmm. and opposition. Because if we don't consider all that he went through for us, we may get wearied, discouraged, and faint in our souls. Uh-huh. And if that happens, we now have spirit aligned with God, but soul and flesh aligned with the devil, and we lose. Wow. Amen. So this is, this is important. Amen. If we're going to win, Right? If we're going to be the overcomers that God has called us to be, if we're going to be the more than, than conquerors that God has called us to be, if we're going to do the things and, and be who he says we are supposed to be, then our soul has to prosper. Our soul has to triumph. Mm. And one of the ways that we can keep our souls from getting wearied and discouraged and giving up, right, when we have all kinds of opposition, how many of you know we're facing all kinds of opposition right now? Yes. But you, you know, yes. How can you keep your soul from getting tired? You're tired of getting up every day and can't go outside. You're tired of looking yeah. at your house. You're tired of looking at your husband. You're tired of looking at your kids. <laughs> you tired. You understand what I mean? Can we talk real for a, minute yes. for a second? Yes. You can get tired of some stuff, yes. can't you? And then you get tired of being tired. Right? I'm so tired of being tired. We can get weary, amen, and discouraged and all those things. But what can help us get to keep from that? If we consider him. Wow. If we consider what he went through. And what better time than be doing this than right now? This is Holy Week, amen. What better time than to be doing this when you're probably three or four weeks into lockdown and you're getting kind of weary of it, amen? What better time, amen, to turn your focus Right away from all this stuff and go, I'm, I'm considering him. I'm considering what he went through for me. I'm considering how he endured the cross, how he wouldn't even take the vinegar mingled with gall. I'm considering how he stayed up there when he could have got yes. down, when he endured yes. the Heavenly Father turning his back on him and pouring out his wrath as he became sin for us. Mm. I'm going to consider all that. And when I consider that, my heart's going to be filled with such gratitude that it's going to energize me. And I'm going to say, I feel like going on. That's another song right there. Amen. I feel like going on. Though trials come on every hand. What? I feel like going on. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Listen, you know what this is to me? Um, Glory to God. God said something to me this morning, amen, as I was getting dressed. You know, we were talking. You ever mm-hmm. talk to God? We mm-hmm. just talking. I mean, not talking like, hey, God, can you, can you give me the job? Can you? Not that kind of talking. I mean, just talking. <laughs> right. Just talking like mm-hmm. friends. You know, we were just talking about stuff. You know what I mean? And, and as we're just talking, you know... Um, I had said to him, I said, Lord, you know, I said, I just want to encourage people, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and and he said, he said, yeah, he said, you know, he said, yeah, that's important because Ziklag is burning. Jesus. And I immediately knew what he was talking about. Amen. You, you remember the story, right? The Amalekites mm-hmm. attacked mm-hmm. Ziklag while David and his men were out. Wow. Amen. And while they were out, amen, uh, the Amalekites who Saul was supposed to destroy, but he never did. But that's another story. We get to, we'll talk about that another day. But the Amalekites came and took David's wives 
and not Davis, but mm -hmm. the, all the men took the wives, took the children, took the property, took the donkeys, mm -hmm. took everything, and then they burned the village. Yeah. And David and his men came back, and Ziklag was burning. And that's what God said to me: Ziklag is burning. Why do you say that? Because you you know what happened, in, in, as you read the story about Ziklag mm -hmm. burning, mm -hmm. the men wanted to stone David. Yes. And David, the Bible says, he wept until he had no more tears. You ever been there? You ever <laughs> cry so much you don't have any more tears left? Yeah. That's some real crying right there. Mm -hmm. Amen. And David, the Bible says, he cried until he had no more tears. But, but then it said that, you know, the men wanted to stone him. David cried until he had no more tears. But, it tells us, but David encouraged himself mm -hmm. in the Lord. See, when Ziklag is burning, you got to encourage yourself in the Lord. And so when God said to me, Ziklag is burning, when I said, I just want to encourage people, he says, yeah, because Ziklag is burning. And see what happens, the reason why he says, yeah, because Ziklag is burning, because there's not enough people who know how to encourage themselves in the Lord. They need someone else to encourage them. But see, we need to, David was a man after God's own heart, which means we want to follow that example too. Yes. Amen. His mm -hmm. example. Don't you want to be a man or a woman after God's own yes. heart? Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. Then follow after David. He left the blueprint. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. I believe there are too many saints of God who are always looking for someone else to encourage them. Jesus. They look for their spouse. They look for their family. They look for their parents. They look for their best friend. They look for the pastor. They look. And all I'm saying is this. People will let you down. Absolutely. <laughs> on their best day. Come on, somebody. On, on, on your best day, yep. on my best day, we're nowhere near what God can do if he had such a thing called a worst day. Because mm -hmm. God doesn't have those kind of days. You understand? But the difference between our best day and God at just a little bit is like infinite. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, who's going to really bring you out and up? Even if someone encourages you, if they're going to encourage you, truly, they're going to encourage you in the things of God. Yes. But what happens when they're not around? What happens when Ziklag is burning Jesus. and everybody wants Jesus. to get on you? What happens when your Ziklag is burning, right? And there's no one beside you supporting you. You don't have an Aaron and her Jesus. lifting up your arms. What happens when Ziklag is burning? You got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Why am I saying all that? I believe that when we read these scriptures and we don't shorthand it, this encourages you, man. It can't help but encourage you. Amen. The word of God can't help but encourage you when we take the time. Amen. To really consider it. Let it get into our soul. Let it get into our heart. It can encourage us and keep us from getting wearied and faint. Amen. In our minds. In our soul. And remember the soul is the deciding factor. Amen. So listen, I pray you're encouraged tonight. Amen. Think about what the Lord has done for you. Not fast. Don't go through it in a hurry. Amen. Yes. Just amen. take your time and think about it. If you want to go through the Gospels, look at what happened from that time he was betrayed and all, all the things he went through and going through the cross. And think about the cross in the way it was back then, not the way we've cleaned it up now. 
and think about that and read it and consider what he went through amen and and how he endured the opposition the mockery the shame all of those things and say and he did that for me amen and let that fill your heart to overflowing with 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 gratitude amen it's going to fill you with joy the joy of your lord is your strength and you're going to be ready to go you know what i feel like going on amen Amen. i feel like going on glory to god in heaven amen and so we praise god for the word of god tonight amen Amen. and i pray that you are encouraged amen and and um inspired and and i pray that you just your heart is like saying thank you jesus amen Amen. thank Thank you jesus Jesus. Amen. amen for all that you've done for me praise god amen amen so praise God on this Wednesday night, Amen. Wednesday night Bible say, How many of you know the word of God is good? Amen. Yes, it is. The word of God is good. It is. And we praise God for his word. Uh, let's pray tonight. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we bless your name. Yes, Glory. Father, we just you, thank Jesus. you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank, thank you, God. Lord, you know exactly where we are. Glory yes, to God. Father. You know what we need. You know what we need to hear. You build us up in our faith. You you strengthen us, oh God. You encourage us, oh yes, God. You Father. hold us by Thank the right hand of your righteousness. And Lord, we are just so truly thankful for who you are and yes, all that you Lord. are you, and Jesus. all that you do for us. Father, I pray your blessing and your favor, your strength, oh God, your comfort to be upon your people tonight. Yes, I pray, Father. oh God, that you will lift up the downtrodden, that you will strengthen the incur- uh, the discouraged tonight. Yes, and Father God, Thank I pray you. that you will shine light into every darkness, oh God, yes, in, the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus. that Thank your people you, will be filled with Thank hope. You, and Father, Amen. you said in your word that hope maketh us not ashamed glory to god and so father we just thank you for it now in the name of jesus and father as we pray oh god we just ask you oh lord to look upon those who are sick we ask you to look upon those oh god who are struggling in their bodies oh god in whatever form oh god father we're praying oh god that you will heal the sick that you will raise them up and make them strong father you you said in your word that by the stripes of Jesus, that we are healed. And you declare that you are the Lord God who healing yes, us. Father, and so, Father, we you. count your faithful thank as a healer. Jesus. And we yes, ask you for Lord. healing, O oh God, to go out across the I lands, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And, Father God, I pray right now, glory to God, I pray, Father, that you will give us a heart for the world, O oh God. Yes. Uh, too many times, Lord, we pray for the United States of America. Father, we need to pray for the world. Yes, your word God. says that God you, so Jesus. loved the, the world. world and so thank father god jesus. we pray yes, for health lord. and healing thank all jesus. over this world yes, oh god lord. and father god we believe that it is your will yes. to heal so yes, let your god. will be done on earth yes, even father. as it is in heaven and father we bless you for it now in the name of jesus father god as we depart now oh god we just ask for blessings to be upon everyone yes, who is tuned in on tonight you, and father god. god continue to be with them strengthen them encourage them oh god and continue to lead by your spirit father we know that you are our provider so even in these yes. hard times we continue to lift up our eyes and look to you and we know we have all the help that we need and yes. so father we're Thank encouraged you, we're inspired and father god we're grateful and for this and because of that we say thank you thank you and we give you praise in jesus name in jesus name amen 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 glory to god amen praise Praise his name tonight